0: Okay, look, okay, this is from an English teacher who's taught Great Expectations for the last 10 years. No one enjoys reading Great Expectations.
1: Welcome, everybody, to the Geekscape Games Podcast. This is level 55. I can't hold all these deals. That's right. This is a super special Black Friday edition of the Geekscape Games Podcast. You are here with Shane O'Hare, Juan Carlos, Josh Jackson, and the ever-absent Derek Kranenvelt um, is at the uh, Cirque du Soleil show tonight. Uh Yeah, yeah. Um, Have any of you guys ever seen a Cirque du Soleil show?
0: Nope. No? Nope. I did fall... uh When I was snowboarding and I tumbled quite a bit. So I'm pretty sure I put on a show for someone somewhere.
1: (laughs) Um, I saw um, if you're ever in Vegas, spend the exorbitant amount of money for tickets in the golden zone for the Cirque du Soleil Michael Jackson show. That was absolutely amazing and worth the $158.
2: Yeah, and that's probably the only one that I've ever seen that I thought that I would actually want to go to.
1: Yeah, it was it was really cool, especially if you're an MJ fan. Like they it was fire. Literally fire, all the fire emojis that can be had. Um so boys, what do you say we get into it? Um let's uh cover some errata from last week. Last week we talked about the whole Kotaku blacklisting, uh, uh Bethesda, Ubisoft debacle. Um, but there since then there's been more additions, and I think the the most delicious the most delicious thing that was added was, um, I can't remember the, the the gentleman who runs the post, but they have a weekly uh, web comic post where they, they go around the internet and they um, you know cross post uh, popular web comics on on you know on their page, and um, so between the big Stephen Tatill like boo-hoo, what is us blah blah blah, um, and their web comic uh, article of the week. Uh, Penny Arcade put out an article that was um, that had the uh, one of the characters with a scorpion on his shoulder, and it was uh, it was really like intellectual like uh, uh, like take on the whole deal. But it was it was an article directly like taking a huge jab at Kotaku. And then um, when their webcomic article of the week came out, uh, Penny Arcade was mysteriously missing <laughs> from that week's post. Uh, and it was like the first time that Penny Arcade was ever missing. And when uh, everybody's like, "Yo, why, why don't you have Penny Arcade in in your post? Like, what's going on?" And the guy, I, I, I'll try to find his name. If I, if I, I will find it. I'll put it in the show notes. Um, the guy who uh does the uh web comics of the week said, uh, why would we, why would we host content from someone who's like publicly making fun of us that doesn't like us, <laughs> and. I think I could speak very candidly for the entire internet when I say, what? <laughs> <laughs> what? Like, where are you coming from? That was the whole deal. Ubisoft and Bethesda was like, yo, we don't want to give you content if you're going to like leak our shit and not follow the rules. And um, Penny Arcade uh, turns around and does that and they don't want to host their stuff. Uh, do you think this is just the, uh, you know, uh, uh, motosop operandi for Kotaku and Gokker Media and The ilk, or is this just a um you know, a contained incident, so to speak?
2: I mean, it's not surprising given their history. It's just really ridiculous and when the whole thing started because they were complaining about how they felt they were treated unfairly because they didn't um because the the publishers didn't like what they were doing, so they stopped giving them content and that was so terrible, but then they stopped publishing the content from Penny Arcade the second Penny Arcade does something they don't like so it's kind of like, eh, what's the deal but I mean, then again, like I said if you've been following it long enough, it's kind of part of the course for their um, for their uh, for their re- reputation, I would say
1: Yeah, and, um, you know, if you've been it's it's been a while since Gamergate uh, happened and came and gone so it's kind of fun to have more uh, uh, drama to uh, focus on uh, I, I say that ironically, but um. There's no, um, no, me and Josh. Uh, was it yesterday? No, it was Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. it was Wednesday. Me and Josh uh, hooked up and uh, we're, we're playing some Smash. And uh, we were talking about the Kotaku subject and then the whole censorship subject that's kind of come into play right now. And a lot of people, there's a lot of things going on that are, um, that people are crying censorship with. And if you've ever listened to this podcast or know me at all um, or read my uh, nationalist blog, uh, that's a joke. I don't have a nationalist blog. Uh, <laughs> if um if, um if you know us, then um I'm the kind of person that says, oh, anytime someone uh, is told to be quiet and shut down their dissenting opinion, it's, oh, it's censorship. That's why I was on the the very one side of the whole GamerGate ish uh, last year because there was a lot of people saying like, oh, you can't say this, you know, and there was a big censorship deal. Anyway, I digress. Um, there's been a couple of um. Uh, Things come up uh since then since last week about uh specifically nintendo censoring uh uh xenoblade chronicles correct
2: uh yes like and then- there was people were suspecting that there was going to be censorship but no one could confirm it until recently when some of the preview embargoes lifted and i think they said that they like one of the costumes that showed like under boob that they added they added uh more fabric to the character's version of that costume who was like underage, who was like 13, 14. Yeah. And that,
1: And yeah. and um uh who's the company that makes DOA? Uh Koei Tecmo. Yeah, Koei, Koei Tecmo came out and said that um DOA Extreme Beach Bible 3 will not be localized and released in the West. Um their their post, uh they made an official statement on Facebook saying um let me it was something to the effect of uh, it was really poorly translated, um, so it was probably like Google Translate. Um, but it said something to the effect of um, "Look how uh, women are are being treated in video games, and the controversy uh, or the controversy that has come from it. We don't want to get uh, in that and deal with the um, the, the internet fighting. Um, a lot of people are speculating, and I'm one of those people that are speculating that they're just pulling the we don't want to deal with the social justice warriors and everybody's saying like, Oh, this is a game that's purely TNA. Um, they're pulling that card when the DOA extreme games don't really sell that well over here in the West. Um, so you do, think they're you basically think?
2: using that as an excuse to not bring it out so they can deflect blame.
1: I, I, I absolutely do think, um, think they're uh, pulling the censorship card um, for a couple of reasons. Um, uh, it creates Controversy and you know free advertisement, and then you know well, we're talking and, about it. Yeah, we're talking about it. Uh, the anti Gamergate crowd will um, blow up and uh, you know say, "Oh, look at all these social justice warriors and feminists and blah blah blah." You know, I I can't hear you over how loud my fedora is. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll get on Twitter and and bitch and moan about it. So it's kind of it's a, not kind of it is a lot of free advertising. Um, and then if one, they do decide
2: to bring it out eventually, they'll look like heroes who. Listen to their fan base. Right.
1: Yeah. And tell us, tell us about um, a specific uh, Japanese importer website that is totally capitalizing on all this.
2: Oh, PlayAsia. Yeah. So, um, with PlayAsia, like once that announcement was made, their Twitter started going a little crazy with the whole anti censorship and quote unquote anti SJW rants in regards to the um, Dead or Live Volleyball not coming out. And I'll pull it up here because I don't have the specific tweets in front of me. But we were looking at it the other day.
1: Yeah, they 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 went from like you know moderately um, like low low tier Twitter followers, and they like over the course of a day they blew up like twenty five thousand Twitter followers. And whoever is like head of PR at Play Asia is a fucking badass because he just (laughs) went like he went fucking nuts out like posting like gifts and pictures uh, about like. Um, oh, uh, worst boycott ever! Plus eleven thousand followers.
2: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right, because people were saying they're going to boycott them for their tweets. Right.
1: Yeah, and um, and the fact that um, the PS4 is region free, and the the quote unquote Asia edition of the game um has multi language and English subs on it, so you can import the Asian edition of uh, Dead or Alive Beach Volleyball Three, um, and it'll play on your US PS4, and um. I'll be the first to say that uh, I have in fact pre-ordered it, and we'll be importing it. And it looks like um, this uh, faked uh, controversy and hype uh, has uh, has paid off. I would love, I would love, I would love to get Juan Carlos's uh, opinion on this whole subject, since since you're an English teacher and you mm-hmm. deal with speech.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is the this is marketing 101. You create controversy. Hell, back in my years of working in uh, music PR. Like with record labels, the big thing was like the whole rap, the rap wars of the late 90s or mid 90s. A lot of that stuff was fabricated, man. Like all these rappers, you know, they got together and says, hey, you know, our records aren't selling that well. What's the one thing that sells records? Controversy, gossip, hype. What if we got into a pseudo rap battle? That way, I talk crap about you, and then people will buy. This is before TMZ and Twitter and all that stuff. So the only way people can get to uh, get any response was to buy the record from the other person. So all this controversy, East Coast, West Coast, this rapper, that rapper, this developer versus this other developer. It's all create controversy. It creates an interest. People start to talk about it, and all of a sudden, people want to buy it because they feel like, ooh, it's something I'm not supposed to have, or they're doing things that they're not supposed to. I want to get involved with it. So it's it's. It's something that has been done for years, and it never. There's never been a situation where it doesn't work. I mean, look look at us now. We have all these quote unquote not present company excluded, of course, but quote unquote game journalists who want to portray themselves as the Gene Siskels, the Robert Eberts, the Letter Maltons of the world. But all they're really doing is like what you said last week. They're just promoting other products. Yeah, and and so that, I mean. No, but, I'm sorry, yeah. I was
2: going to say that your sorry. Your description just now reminded me of that whole uh, Adam Sessler saying that uh, GTA Five was the was the um, Charles Dickens novel of our oh, of our generation. God.
1: No, <laughs> oh Jesus, oh, really? He said that.
2: He said yeah, he said it was the. Um, I can't think of the name of the book because I'm half dead. Um, The Great Expectations? Yeah. He said it was the Great Expectations of our generation that 100 years from now, people are going to be playing GTA, talking about how much of a cultural revolution the narrative was and stuff.
0: Okay. Can can I call bullshit on that? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. This is from an English teacher who's taught Great Expectations for the last 10 years. No one enjoys reading Great Expectations. (laughs) No one does. Now, let me Look, this is what Great Expectations is. OK, great for the, all of you who ha, are doing Great Expectations now for your English classes. You're about to get a free lesson from the best English teacher you've never had. Great okay. Expectations is a story about a guy who constantly chases after this chick who rejects him at each turn and she abuses him psychologically since they're kids. He's a hey, poor is this kid. book written about me and my ex-girlfriend. Oh, oh, perhaps in another life. <laughs> but it's a kid who has like uh a, uh, a guy who you know is like his uncle uncle joe he calls him can't read so the kid uh is taken in by this miss havisham who's this older lady widowed she always wears a wedding dress because apparently she was supposed to get married and she went psycho because the guy died before they on their wedding day so there's a portion of her house that's still the reception room where there's a all this decaying wedding feast going on even the cake is still there but it's but it's rats and bugs. It's fucking gross. So she takes these two kids in, and so she fucking raises them to the point where she teaches the girl to be cruel and to use her looks to torture men. Like, I want you to make them fall in love with you and break their heart. So she gets this kid, Pip. That's his name. Like, And that's a straight ripoff from the South Park. So South Park read his great expectations. I don't know if uh, Adam Sessler did.
2: So like Charles, Pip. Charles Dickens it, ripped off South Park?
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, why not? So Pip wants to marry this girl, Stella, and she just uses his feelings for her against him at each time. And they follow him all through their lives up until like their their adulthood years where she's really gorgeous. She doesn't become fat and ugly like most pretty high school girls do. She maintains her looks and she is well off and he's uh, he's worked hard and become something of himself and she still rejects him even in the end. Even in the end of the book where it's cliche, where they fall in love, they just be- decide to become friends. That, that's it. The, there's, the, the, so the, the title, Great Expectations, is that he never gets what he wants. So if that's what he's implying about GTA, then yeah, you're right. But let me tell you this about Charles <laughs> Dickens, too, since we're on, uh, on the subject about it. Charles Dickens only wrote because he got paid by the word. So if you read Charles Dickens, you ever wonder, wow, this fucker takes a long time to say something. It's because he got paid by the word. So yeah, if you were being paid a penny per word, you are going to extend that paragraph as much as you can. If he would not sell a book today, if he lived today, cuz his writing style would would not uh would be very very difficult to get through. Really. Yeah, if you want to talk good authors, you want to talk about a novel, Harper Lee's to Kill a Mockingbird. That book by itself will outlast most things that Charles Dickens will do. And the only thing that people like about Charles Dickens is A Christmas Carol. And the that's, people, yeah. the, and the version that people remember is the the Disneyland one. So, you know, the, the, was, the
1: Muppets one, Muppets, Christmas yeah, Muppets. Carol. The
0: Muppets are better than that one. So, yeah, I mean, come on, like, and Scrooge, and I Beavis mean, that's Butthead the version. That's I'll take those versions over the the old school one. You know, but <laughs> but no, nah, man, for, for GTA being the the Charles Dickens, like people are gonna look, Charles Dickens. Yeah, he was the most successful writer of his time. He's one of the few writers that got to enjoy his fame while he was alive. Because your Emily Dickinson's, your Edgar Allan Poe's, even your Walt Whitman's, and your all those people enjoy their fame after death. So not when they're during their life, they got some credit credit, but never enjoyed it. Emily Dickinson, she only became published after she died because they raided her house and found all these poems in there. Yeah, but. For Charles Dickens, man, that guy, yeah, he wrote some stories that became famous because he was the only guy out there. It's like, hey, you made Atari and you made E.T. the game. Wow, this is the best thing ever because it's the only damn game out there. You know, so like if E.T. the game was the only video game that existed, that'd be considered the best video game. (laughs) Like, but I mean, yeah, Charles Dickens, he's respect. I like him, but I'm not going to put, I'm to say that. That, you ain't gonna you ain't gonna put the Dickens on a pedestal. Nah, man, no, no, no. Like <laughs> if, but I will agree with Sessler on this. If he's saying that GTA is the 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 Great Expectations of our time, yeah, it's a book that takes forever to get to the point and leaves you disappointed. <laughs> so he's right on that. I, you know that that's
1: true. The ending for GTA Five just was kind of like meh. Did you guys beat it?
0: the The
2: alternate endings bugged the shit out of me because there was zero reason for you to do what they were asking you to
1: do well, there's alternate endings whoa 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 whoa, whoa. what happened the the only thing spoilers what are you talking
2: about they it's it's literally mass effect three all over again. it says you pick this choice, you pick this choice or you pick this choice, and only one really? of the three choices makes any sense, and that's the one that's the true ending
1: okay the other whoa, two are just bullshit. whoa, 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 whoa. Don't, don't 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 whoa 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 whoa, my ending was I t- i We went and kidnapped a guy, put him in the trunk of his car, and pushed the car into the water.
2: Yeah, that's the true ending. Okay, what are the other endings? The other ending is you either choose to team up with Michael to kill Trevor or team up with Trevor to kill Michael. And it's stupid because Franklin has no reason to do that to either of them. (laughs) But like one cutscene, well, like one three minute cutscene is supposed to convince you that he's able to do either one of those actions. And it's. Not only is it a dumb ending that makes no sense in the context of the story, but your post game gets completely fucked up because all of Trevor or Michael's side missions you didn't do are completely gone, and really? you lose the ability to interact with certain characters who are close to them because they know you killed them, and you Weird. can't reset it. How have I, how so, did I not heard of this? It's literally, I don't know, because it's literally a choice that they give you right at the end of the last main cutscene. It says, what do you want to do? Kill Michael, kill Trevor, or kill neither? And then you pick neither, and that's the only logical ending, which is the true ending of the game.
1: So, uh, l- don't let it be said that Shane O'Hare wasn't logical. <laughs> I picked the logical ending. Um, man, that's 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 so weird. So, the whole like censorship thing is is kind of a go-to buzzword that's being thrown out right mm-hmm. now. Um, uh, the way I see it is, Xenoblade isn't out yet. If they want to alter a character pre-launch, go ahead, do whatever you want but if that game came out and it was out for a few weeks and people had like, you know, completed the game and put, you know, 60 hours into it. And then they released a patch that made the character a little bit more modest. Then I would cry foul and throw up the censorship flag, censorship flag. There you go. <laughs> I pulled a Derek there and, uh, <laughs> I pulled up the censorship flag and, um, uh, started to cry foul. Um, <laughs> It's going to be interesting, uh, going in like the next few months, just because the whole, though Gamergate and the whole, uh, controversy between the two sides is died down. The key players from both sides of the, the argument are still going and there's still a lot of really interesting, idiotic things that are coming out from it. Um, so, Oh, excuse me. Uh, I mean, I've been freaking, um, It'll be interesting to see what happens in the next few months, especially uh, over stuff like this.
0: You know, it's what's uh, when I was listening to the show last week. I I told I mentioned something before the show, but it's really surprising, and and by no means am I trying to imply that I know more than the people of Kotaku do. And I'm sure there are people who are very well trained in journalism, but there seems you mentioned Shane that game journalism is very new. The genre is very new in the terms of just reporting. And if we wanted to become reporters for newspapers, for major networks, even for local stations, we had to go take college courses, get a degree in that stuff. You had to go to J school. Right. A lot of these sites just ask. And, you know, this one, too. They'll say, hey, um, if you can write, if you know how to put words together and, exp- you know, make coherent sentences. <laughs> Then, and if you have knowledge in video games or whatever, then, Hey, maybe you could w- write for the site. And really quickly, you can see people who can do it and who can't, and at least you would think that, you know, at here we have people who know what they're doing and not only know how to write, but they know how to write with some form of integrity and know that there's a big separation between uh, high school, like a blog and an article in a yeah. blog. You're serving yourself in a tweet. You're. Trying to gain attention. When you write for a site, you're writing for the site, you're writing for your audience. And Kotaku's article where they claim what Sony's been doing to them and what Bethesda's been doing to them, and then they end their article by saying, You're gonna get the best work from us, right? Because that's what our (laughs) readers deserve. And I'll be honest, that that whole
1: that whole preamble was not your best work. That was you just kicking and screaming like a whining baby.
0: I as a journalism teacher, and I've taught journalism at schools in Long Beach, I've taught journalism in Los Alamitos, and I work with journalism here at my high school here in Tustin. The one thing we teach as reporters is that you have to write with integrity. You can be critical, but you don't air your dirty laundry out in the open for everybody to see. And if they really had this beef with Bethesda and Sony, then I would imagine as a professional, they would take care of it behind closed doors, just strict emails between one to the other. Not to throw it out in the open to the readers to make the judgment for them, because, like you said, that's the because what they want is the public to rally behind them and to paint Sony and Bethesda, even though they don't do in the article. That's their that's the aim. Like, why else would you do this? To another, an, an, unless you wanted some kind of sympathy from your readers, right? So, uh, to me, I kind of lose respect for sites, and I have nothing against Kotaku or the people who work there. But when I see stuff like this, as a journalism teacher, as someone who has been doing this for quite some time. I've been teaching journalism longer than Kotaku has been around. It's disappointing. That's
1: a long time.
0: Yeah. Well, Kotaku has been around, what, um, I remember, 12 they, years? Yeah, if that. Yeah, dude, I was a student teaching. Yeah. Yeah, I've been doing this for quite some time, man.
1: I was just trying to make an old joke. Yeah. We're dating but, ourselves.
0: Yeah, well, for me, me, I'm the oldest of the group. So it's, it's just very disappointing to see uh, that they would have writers who would do that. You know, and, yeah. and look, and, and one thing that I wanted to mention too, and I, and I really wish I was on last week's show and I, and f- forgive the listeners for kind of recycling a p- topic from last week. But, uh, a thing about journalism too, is how some sites will post videos or write articles with, and, and I, and I'm guilty of this cause I gave away like kind of the Batman thing that I <coughs> didn't realize I was doing it. Oh, who cares? But, but
2: that game was bad, but th- that yeah. game was out for like two months. By then, it was past the
0: right. But you,
1: if,
2: when if you game, wanted to when, play it, you would have seen it already.
0: Oh, well, thank you for defending Jonathan me. London. Take note. But it's like even before the game's out. Like say there are sites that I will not mention because I I like the people who work there. But it's uh, I'm I want to ask why is it that we feel like we can post videos of a game's ending when it's not even released yet, or the day it's released these. Journalistic sites will post videos of the ending, all boss battles, you know, like the all cutscenes. That's not news. I mean, it's like if I was Leonard Maltin and I was writing the ending to Godfather in my review, or like, hey, there's new Star Wars Force Awakens. Imagine if a reporter for the Chicago Tribune wrote the uh, revealed the ending of the movie a day or two before the film's release. Like they went to the red carpet premiere and they just gave all the plot points out they would never be invited to an event again they wouldn't absolutely so to me it's like why are these journalists quote unquote for video game sites acting so shocked when these label when these you know game developers tell them hey stop doing that or to get mad at them when they post spoilers about their game before the game's even out yeah it's and- like you're, you're giving away plot points and they're like i don't know why i don't get why they're getting upset it's journalism no that is not journalism You're using material, you're using information to get hits, to get attention. You're writing, and they said it themselves, their writing is their best stuff. So your best stuff should not involve spoilers, should not involve giving away secrets. Just on your merits of being a reporter, you could, hey, get an interview with a developer. Talk about the excitement that the game's generated within the gaming community. But don't go to the lowest common denominator and putting a spoiler video so you can get attention. Because that's cheap. Because that's just the easy way out. Anyone with a computer and internet can do the same job that these journalists are doing. Get oh, me yeah. someone who can interview someone, you know, who can put a decent, you know, research article together. But none of this crap. And that's the one thing about games journalism that bugs me more than anything else is that they they want to defend these posts about spoilers and 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 plot points and videos of the games ending before it's even out. And they get upset because oh the publishers are crapping on us because we're giving this uh this info out, but you deserve it, reader. You deserve to know what happens at the end of Call of Duty Black Ops Three.
1: And and you know it's not even a a fact of like like spoiling the narrative. It's it's spoiling a twist. I do remember when um uh Assassin's Creed One came out and everybody and and Ubisoft played it fucking perfect until you know surprise surprise Kotaku spoiled Mm. the twist and all of the what, media what twist. Are they talking about Desmond? Yeah. The Desmond thing is that <clears throat> like there was, it was super secretive. Like nobody knew that there was this like time traveling, alternate reality, like <clears throat> like future where you're playing through your ancestors memories. Everybody was like, yo, you're an assassin in the crusades. You're going to fuck yeah. shit up. It's going to be, it's going to be on point. And then Kotaku was like, he's like, you're actually a time traveler. Watch this yeah. vid. Cause we got a review copy. And mm-hmm. it was like, I was like, yeah, that's cool, but I would have loved to experience that organically. Like, how how awesome would it be? Is that you go into it like all the all the marketing material, the back of the box, everything says Crusades, Crusades, Crusades. You put it in, you play f- through the first mission, and everything starts to glitch out like you're in the Matrix. How fucking amazing would that have been to experience that organically? But I, and I literally read it on Kotaku. Um, yeah, and that and that feels like it. Um, and I know Josh, you were talking uh, last week about how sites were spoiling the potential Final Fantasy Seven remake announcement and it took the wind yeah. out of the sales. Yeah and it's like, it was Kotaku again. Yeah it was Kotaku again. What a surprise.
0: See, but that's that's the thing is we want I mean those days are sadly gone. Like you know the worst that would happen is that somebody would drive by the theater or the bookstore and reveal like the ending of a book or a movie to you. Snape kills Dumbledore. Right? Or like Homer Simpson walking out of like Empire Strikes Back is like, "Gee, who would have thought that Darth Vader was Luke Skywalker's father?" You know. <laughs> but but we we want that, but at the same time these sites, these these outlets want to spoil it not because they want to be evil, it's because they know they're going to get hits. They know they're going to get attention. And they want to be the first to break the story. That's not breaking the story. You're just spoiling things. And it goes the same thing with some YouTubers or some streamers that they'll just stream an entire game because they want the attention. It, it's not, they're not doing a service for us. And anybody who says they're doing it for us, that's a load of crap because how if they end their videos or their streams with, hey, guys, if you like what you see, click that subscribe or give me a like, give me a comment, that's BS. Yeah. You're, you're doing it to self-serve yourself because these people – Want to get a bunch of subscribers so they can get some revenue from YouTube because they're too lazy to go get a real job. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm saying it. That's what it is. Hey, and if they have a real job on top of streaming, cool. But for those that are just dedicating their lives to this, have fun because I don't know how many, how often, or how excited kids in the future in like 2022 are going to be excited to watching a 47 year old man stream, you know, the next GTA,
1: uh, the next Charles Dickens.
0: You know, the next Charles Dickens. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's something that. That needs, to, and I don't feel sorry for Kotaku one bit. And hopefully, instead of them getting on the offensive, maybe they should take a strong, strong analysis of what their practices are in terms of writing and reporting, and realizing, you know what? Maybe we're kind of playing this the wrong way. No, they're not. They're not doing that. They should, and they won't. But that's <laughs> what they should be doing. That's what the apps. That's why, on my end, now that I have my computer back, like, and so for a lot of us, I will never do stuff like that like posting videos of an ending of a game or, Hey, wait, I'm not going to spoil it, but some crap goes down in chapter three. Not even that just like, Hey, you know what? After you're done playing the game a month from now or two months from now, maybe in a, a little forum or whatever, we can talk about it, but we won't be posting any articles like with po- possible spoilers or anything like that. Cause we're just, we're just trying to get hits. It's, 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 it's cheap. It, it's clickbait. Lame. It's, 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 clickbait.
1: it's up for the it's Buzzfeed. Exactly. Um, I think, I think we've exhausted this topic. Yes, so, we have. Uh, so let's, let's move on. The one thing um, besides Game Awards and Black Friday I wanted to talk about was um, there's um, been an interesting backlash against Battlefront and their season
0: pass. Mm,
1: yes. Um, there's a video game, uh, a video game, there's a YouTuber uh, that goes by, uh, Dunkey, um, who is uh, fairly big. He's, he gets uh, at least 1.2, 1.4 million uh, views of vid has a very uh, polarizing uh, point of view, and um, he put a video out that um, actually had a uh, a scene from last week's uh, Mega64 podcast in it, um, and everybody knows, well, you should if you're listening to this. I'm a huge Mega64 fanboy. I'm an internet soldier. Uh, in fact, I'm one of the moderators for the subreddit.
0: But there's, those uh, guys are genuinely nice guys.
1: Yeah, they're, they're they're my favorite entertainers. They're great, and I value their opinion. And Rocco brought up a good point. Is that the full version of Battlefront 3 only adds two more levels than what we experienced in the beta? Mm -hmm. Now, granted, there's all this other, like, you know, um, uh, the tutorial levels, but it's two more stages than what we got in the beta. And everybody's giving Battlefront all of this shit for their season pass, which I I don't know why games like uh, Battlefield 3, Battlefield 4, Hardline, (laughs) those didn't get. Um, you know, shit on because of their season pass. Bethesda didn't get shit on for their season pass for Fallout 4, but Battlefront is getting this huge vitriol. And uh, I wanted to bring up um a, a devil's advocate point of view that I would really appreciate both of your input on. Absolutely. Um, since the Nintendo 64 era, um, video games have been fifty to sixty dollars. Correct. Like, right. Like, sometimes there's some that are are they're, they're more expensive that come with peripherals, um, and. You know I, I know in the SNES days there were some Final Fantasy carts that would go for like $90 but dude like typically, yeah,
2: Super Nintendo days it was like they would all over sell, the they would sell for whatever the retailer felt like selling them for.
1: Yeah. So so now we're looking at 50 to 60 dollars uh for for a game. And um that's kind of been ingrained in the the public like public thought process. It's like, oh yo, a video game, a brand new video game, AAA title is 59.99. But since the 64 era, mid-90s, to the mid-2000-aughts, um, games have exploded in size, scope, developers have exploded. The cost of developing a game has shot through a roof. Like, like not a roof, all the roofs. All the roofs, shot mm-hmm. through the roof. You look you look back and see how much it costs to uh, develop wing 64 as opposed to Battlefront 3, and you're going to see a giant disparity even with inflation. So, I feel that developers have been kind of strong-armed into, hey, you know, we have this game. The game is, there's no way no one's going to pay more than $60 for it day one retail. We need to get our monies back. So let's, and this might not be publicly admitted, but let's hold back features. Let's hold back content for a delayed season pass, expansions, so that nowadays a AAA game is worth a hundred dollars. I mean, how many, how many millions of dollars of, of, of advertising, uh, talent, uh, creative development goes into a game that retails for $60. Um, and I, and I feel as the individual that a game like battlefront three battlefront, the new battlefront is, is such a, a, a step up, uh, from the previous ones in the series. Yeah. There are, there are lots features, but it's a, Gorgeous game, it runs at 60 frames a second, absolutely fantastic sound design. They need to get all the awards for the sound design because that the explosions in that game sound amazing. But it's kind of I wouldn't say selfish, I would I would say it's a little naive to think that they're still worth 50 to 60 dollars come 20 years later and that a game like Battlefront is, you know, worth ostensibly 100 dollars or, you know, for the full content experience and i would love to hear your opinions on
0: that i i I, there's a simple solution to it um because we know that a game is not worth 60 bucks if that were the case we would not be seeing games being sold for $19.99 today right that originally listed for $59.99 so to get around this i would say if you're going to have a season pass thing where we're going to have to put in more money every three months or so make the initial buy-in $29.99 $29.99 or even $34.99, no more than $39.99. Make that the intro price. And then you'll make that season pass a little bit more, you know, um, attractive to get into. So like right now I bought a WWE 2K16 for, uh, I think it was 29 bucks. And uh, the season pass is about 20, 24 bucks. So I'm like, all right. So right there, that's $50 I'm going to get more content cool and they just released another patch with uh more moves and more uh wrestlers so you know what I'm gonna end up getting that too because I know like at the end of it I'm like all right I'm getting everything for about 70 bucks or 75 dollars which to me that seems about fair for everything that I'm getting yeah but for this the battlefront thing I think part of the reason why it's getting some some crap on it's because it has no story mode it's like you jump in. It's just multiplayer or single player, like survival mission stuff. So it's it's all it's like it would be what Call of Duty players do already with their copies of the game. They go straight into multiplayer, right? Uh, so for Star but, Wars and for but
1: that 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 just to step on your toes for a minute, that's oh, what Battlefield Three, Four, and Hardline was like. Hardline they they had these single player narratives tacked on that were garbo bullshit see
0: that's the, that's the difference though because here you have an established franchise that i think people buying the game want they want some kind of narrative with a star wars game you know yeah of course the sound design's beautiful it's gorgeous but i would love to get even just a little because you know star wars fans they love the narrative man they, they they want a story so even if it's a side story some random character that we've never heard about that's because we know we you know we want those old star wars games. we want like another shadows of the empire you know, some, something along those lines, or Knights of the World Go Public. We're used to Star Wars games having great stories or, or just a story in general. So for this game to have none of that, it, it's it feels like you're getting cheated out of it. And then on top of it, they're asking for the 49.99 season pass, which um, I think if it had the story, just for me, I'm only speaking for me, I, I, if it had the story and if the season pass ex- gave a little bit more, because looking at what they're, they're giving a, like an, an emote, um yeah two maps and access to a couple of characters which they really i couldn't find any specific details of who those characters are it, it just seems like well i'm seems like i'm paying an awful lot considering that most game season pass is like 25 bucks so if i'm spending that extra 20 dollars, i feel like i should be getting a lot more then and i know one of the game modes they mentioned is oh you play this mode where one of you is the hero and once that hero dies and the last person to kill him they become the hero it's like okay you're giving me a game mode that is con- that's going to happen on a map that i already have with characters that i already own it's like saying hey on smash yeah, brothers like- for 50 bucks we're going to add in giant mode and you can uh you know, oh, you can play on this one map that's just a variation of a map that already exists, you know.
2: Yeah, it's just rearranging parts that are already part of the game.
0: Yeah, but but that that is uh, that was the
1: story mode from Battlefront 2. I mean, you had the story mode where you you started in the Clone Wars and then you did the um original trilogy and it was just playing against bots and you could do it co op, but it was playing against bots on. Multiplayer maps, and that was a story mode. Yeah, there was there was some some narrative and some voiceover and some 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 cutscenes. But at least in this this series from Battlefront one and two, and even the ones in the PSP, that and, and I would say the Battlefield series uh, two, three, and Hardline removed those are the only ones that had like a like a fully fledged out unique linear storyline, very Call of Duty esque. But in in Battlefront, it, the story was. Go play conquest on this map, and then we'll have mm-hmm. we'll have a narrator post and preamble. But that's that, that, that's that's the way I'm I'm coming from it. Is that no. yeah? There was a story, but it was just like you could have got that story by watching the Cartoon Network shows,
2: mm-hmm. right? But then here's the thing too, because they didn't charge you any extra for those extra modes, and not just that. But I know personally speaking, the single even if the single player was just on the multiplayer map with bots, it helped you learn the game. It helped you get used to the mechanics, the map. And figure out you know what you're doing before you jump online, and I know a big barrier for games like the current battlefront is especially the later that you wait to get into it, like if I buy the game two months from now and I jump on, I just get slaughtered over and over again because everybody who's playing knows a map already and I don't have a way to explore it but
1: there's 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 still like offline bot mode like you can still put in Battlefront 3 and then play bots and then the store the the quote unquote single player, which is just a glorified tutorial still exists. Um, and it's, I think this is, this whole thing is a case of, um, and I, I talked about it on the podcast last year, but it's like a, a, a post from 4chan, um, that was from the point of view of Shigeru Miyamoto is like, oh, I make, I make Majora's mask. Everybody complains. They want twilight. Uh, they want Ocarina of time. Um, you know, I make, um, uh, and they, they like, um, they, oh, they want they want a game like that, and then I make I make, uh, make Win Waker, and everybody says, "Oh, we want a gritty game like Majora's Mask again." Then I make Charlie Princess, and everyone says, "Oh, we want a lighthearted game like Wind Waker again." It's like you don't know what you want. You're just always not happy with what the product is. And it, uh, my my thesis and my argument is is that games nowadays are very very expensive to make, especially games like from EA and Dice that uh, expecting someone to pay hundred dollars. You know, for the full, complete Star Wars experience, doesn't seem far fetched because you know it's they got to pay all the licensing, they got to
0: pay the developers. Oh, absolutely. I but my my thing is is just that I don't think they should make. I just I don't have a problem with them having a season pass. I completely get it, and I and I feel it's justified. I just have a problem with the first one just coming out at fifty bucks. Like, I I mean, I mean, it's, it's just like at least how about if you break that one. Bundle into two smaller ones, because not that I can't afford it. I know a lot of us here can could, but if you're looking to make the most money, uh, you're gonna there are gonna be some people who are just gonna say no to that. Especially if you go to a say the 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 random parent who's gonna buy the Star Wars game for their kid, and then the clerk at GameStop tells them, "Oh, well, do you want to buy the season pass?" Is like, "Oh, what's that? Oh, this and that. Well, how much is it? Fifty dollars." You can just see right there. Oh no, I don't want this game. They're gonna go with something else. So I just feel like they're hurting themselves by starting off that high. The Star Wars brand, yeah, I know a lot of people buy anything with Star Wars on it. Hell, they have a Darth Vader toaster for the love of God. <laughs> <laughs> but even for me, and I am, I am diehard Star Wars. I, I haven't even bought the season pass because I know eventually there's going to be some deluxe edition where, or, or game of the year edition where it has all of the DLC on it. So either and, and I can wait. But if they were to lower the price, I'll happily give them my 25 bucks for it, especially when you see on the PSN store, they have the Fallout uh, Season Pass. They have the WWE 2K16 Fallout, pa- uh, Fallout Season Pass. They have the Black Ops 3 Season Pass, all of them within the $20 range. And then you see the $50 price tag on this. I, I want to give them my money, but I just feel for the content they're providing me uh, for this bundle, I-, I-, I just can't justify it. Yeah, and I mean,
2: to me, that's the biggest thing is before, you know, yeah, we all know budgets are increasing, games should probably cost more than they do to cover growing budgets. But their biggest obstacle right now is to create games that people feel are worth it, because for all the graphics and for all the improvements in sound, for the Hollywood actors they'll hire and the expensive mocap and the pirate ships will rent for at Comic Con for their uh, promotion. <laughs> it's like what all of that means. All of that means nothing if you end up with a five-hour or online-only experience that feels that a lot of people feels inferior to games that they could have bought for less money five or ten years ago. And to, and I mean, I've talked about this also before on the podcast, so you guys probably know my feelings on this subject. But I feel like the bigger problem. And as for as long I've been gaming since the NES days. And for as long as I've been into gaming, there's always been, like, this graphics, like, pissing contest where, like, Sega Genesis used to be, like, oh. Blast processing. You know, yeah, blast processing. Fuck Nintendo. where Sonic's a race car, and Mario Kart's just beat up Jalopy on the racetrack. And I feel like a lot of that mentality still carries on today where a lot of these developers are more concerned with looking at like they're the most technologically advanced product out there a budget be damned and then they'll find try to find other ways to bring back the revenue and it's always been it's always been one of my personal theories that the reason why the wii like back in 2006 was so shit on by a lot of gamers was that it kind of challenged everything that we were kind of taught that a game should be and it proved that a console could do the complete opposite of what we've been taught a game console should do and still managed to be more successful than all of its uh, all of its competitors because people would always say the Wii has no games, and then I would look over at my bookshelf that was like full of Wii games that were just as good, if not better, in a lot of cases, than my Xbox 360 and PS3 collection.
1: There's a lot, the, there's a lot of shovelware on the Wii though, like but that that game had the most garbage like throwaway games. I
0: love yeah, Band but at Cosmo. the same time, absolutely right. But I feel like,
2: but no, I feel like that just comes with being the most popular system at the time because true. no yeah. one talk no one talked shit about the super Nintendo's library and they had home improvement, the game <laughs> ho- hey, you your... shot
1: dinosaurs with a nail gun in that. <laughs> like, <laughs> I true. mean, it's like,
2: like super Nintendo had like the dumbest shit, but everyone ignored it. Cause they knew it was crap. And it was just, it just felt we- like disingenuous that everyone was like, Oh, look at, look at the shitty party game on the Wii. It's garbage. And while super Mario galaxy two is sitting right next to it, which is, why a lot of people considered one of the greatest games ever made, and the thing about Nintendo and um Kitty and yeah, I know my cat. My cat has no fucking. She doesn't. She doesn't agree with anything I say, and she's trying to shut me out. But um, no, like the thing about Nintendo and something I've always appreciated about them is that they always knew how to like innovate or create new ideas or make their games feel like there was something new without breaking the bank. I mean, you can look at, to compare to Star Wars Battlefront, um, like with Splatoon, it has like a short single-player mode, which is essentially just the multiplayer maps that have a loose narrative tied to it, like we were saying with Battlefront, the old Battlefronts. Um, But, you know, that game was $60, no season pass, and while a lot of the free DLC was already on the disc and it was just unlocked over time, they've also come out with actual, like, big updates that were adding new content to the game, and all of it, all of it is, you know, at no extra charge. And the game's better off for it, like the way that they handled it and the way that the gameplay mechanics work. And they didn't have to invest a ton of money into, like, cutting-edge graphics because at the end of the day, if the game's fun, the game's fun. And I just feel like there's this big misconception that a modern game has to cost millions and millions of dollars to make. And I personally don't feel that a game needs to be
1: no, no, you're right. A good game doesn't need to cost as much as it does to develop. But when a game like Battlefront comes along and it's it's like, hey, we have a hundred dollar experience, but the market is telling us that we can't day one say, hey, here's a hundred dollar experience because it's too cost prohibitive. Like you're, you're never going to go unless it's a bundle with like equipment or hardware or like plastic guitars. You are not going to go to the store and and see anybody that's that would justify looking at the shelf of games at Walmart saying, "Oh, day one purchase over sixty dollars? No way!" Right, but at and the same I, time, I, and I think I think I think I think we need to find this this a middle ground where, yeah, a game it's okay for a game to be twenty five dollars plus a twenty five dollars season pass or thirty dollars, forty dollars, fifty dollars, but at the same time, is that if a company devotes as much effort, money, and attention into something like Battlefront, it should be oh wow, we're getting a $100 experience and it should be worth that. Right, but then the
2: thing too is who determines if it's worth $100 because the budget might determine if it's worth $100, but the public might determine it's not. And I think that's yeah. a big reason why they don't raise the prices of the games because they know that, when you were alluding to this at the beginning, that if they charge $100 for the game and there was no season pass and everything was on it, no one would buy it. And I think it's just part of the reason that nowadays, like like I was saying, a lot of people feel burned because they'll spend $60 on a game that'll last them an afternoon and then they'll never touch it again. So yeah. it's kind of like that.
1: Then you then you get into that like water world experience where like the game costs so much, but the movie did terrible. Yeah, like pretty much. So I mean, it's,
2: it's hard to say because like you were saying, it might be worth $100 a copy in terms of the amount of like pre- uh, the amount they invested in the presentation or the like the complexity of the servers. But if the audience doesn't feel like it's worth $100 and that's that means nothing they're just going to end up in a hole.
1: Yeah. So, what do you guys say we uh just put the nail in this coffin until the next $100 game comes out? Sounds good. Um we got Steel the Battalion? Game Awards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got the Game Awards coming up next week. Um we already talked about um uh the nominee categories. Uh the big thing uh that you should keep an eye out for is that Far Cry Primal will have gameplay demo reveals during the Game Awards next week, and um, we're going to have a couple of writers at the Game Awards, uh, and is it uh, too uh, too early to say who those writers are? Well, yeah, I, I think
2: just... it might actually be too early to say whether or not we can yeah. make it, but we're going to do our <laughs> best.
0: Yeah, because uh, I talked to one of our other writers. Okay, can we mention his name or no? Yeah. Uh, Adam. Talk to Adam, and uh thing is, uh, I need to go to San Diego to get him and then come back to LA. Mm. But thing is I teach during the day and I don't get out till two thirty, and they want us there by four thirty. So I told Adam that I don't know if the district will give me the day off so soon because they need at least a week's time for them to, to get a sub because we're oh. such a small district. So, uh, there's a really good chance that I won't be able to go, uh, it can't take his offer to go, but I did notice that tickets are still available and they're only $25. So what I was thinking is, uh, if, uh, any of the geekscape crew here locally would like to go, cause I, if I leave work at two thirty, I can easily make it to LA by four thirty, which is the cutoff for them to admit people. But they're also streaming the entire show live. So I'm kind of like, well, I could just stay home and watch it here. Yeah. But being there, is- being there would be, would be nice, but that would be only if, uh, you know, uh, certain wrestling you know fan would want to go to <laughs> <laughs> um
1: yeah that's it i want to talk about um tony hawk pro skater 5 got a big content patch uh people are kind of saying oh it's not a bug fix but a lot of the quote-unquote content features that are added are bug fixes like geometry fixes lighting fixes <laughs> pretty much the whole thing <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's they giving it's, you the rest of the game yeah, it's getting you the rest of the game. Um, um, Tony Hawk did a new decision pass. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you got
2: Wolverine um, and Darth Maul for
1: free. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like it when you do my uh, uh, condescending gamer voice. Yours is much cuter than mine is. <laughs> um, found my new husbando. Sorry, Juan. <laughs> um, yeah, the, the response is, why aren't we getting bug f- fixes? But just because it doesn't say generic bug fixes like you get on like an Android um patch uh, for an app on your Android phone um, doesn't mean that they aren't bug fixes. Um, but that is kind of it for me. What do you guys say? We uh, talk about a couple more things and we get into the post wrap. Sure.
2: Yeah, for sure. I'll speed through my handful of contributions this week. Um, first, uh, the force awakens Disney infinity playset trailer came out the other day, which doesn't obviously it doesn't give away too much because as a you know, as much as that movie's been surrounded in secrecy, they're not going to blow it on some kids game. But it looks, it looks interesting in the sense that it looks like it's going to focus even more on some of the aerial battles because there's constant um, visuals of the Millennium Falcon and the and Tie Fighters flying through, like Tatooine and that kind of stuff. So that looks awesome. But one thing that I noticed is that one of the characters in the trailer was like the old Han Solo. And I'm wondering mm-hmm. if that's just going to be a skin for the existing Han Solo, or if they're going to peddle another figure on us. Because oh. <laughs> if that's the case, I'm sure I'll buy it and I'll hate myself for it.
0: But Oh, you know they will. They absolutely will. Yeah,
2: because I mean, like, the other alternate costumes are just, like, power discs, where if you're unfamiliar, you place the power disc under the figure, and then it'll give them a costume change. So, like, Luke has his pilot uh, costume. Uh, Leia, I, I don't remember if Leia has one. I think she does. But, yeah, if Han's not a... Costume change, and he's going to be his own figure, which is great because I love Han, but it sucks because I'll have two of the same character. But one way or another, they'll end up with my money, so they don't care. Um, And then lastly, the um, Mega Dimension Neptunia V2 Collector's Edition was officially announced, and Idea Factory is going to be slowly unveiling the items that they're going to be giving away with it leading up until the day that they finally um, start taking pre-orders on it, which in the past they've sold out really quick and ended up on eBay almost immediately for hundreds of dollars more than it costs. So um, the first item that they showed, which I pasted an image of in our in our um, Google Doc, was the PlayStation Four skin that has like the Chibi characters Dude, surrounding I know. the edges, and then I want the, that.
1: huh? I want it, I, yeah. and I've never played an Neptunia game, but I want it because it's quiet as fuck.
2: Yeah right, and then the top part of it uh, is basically the game's key art with the uh, next gen Neptune at the top. So and, and the way that it she's lines,
1: got a, she's got a butt. <laughs> yeah, the characters generally do. I want I want to see cosplays of her on co- the cosplay butts subreddit. There's a cosplay butts subreddit. Oh, Juan does does he not know about cosplay butts? I don't think he does. You know about cosplay butts? You because of you? Yeah, cosplay butts. <laughs> reddit uh dot reddit dot com it's maybe we it can right now maybe they can endorse us oh yes so, i'll show them, I, I can show
2: them some cosplay but
1: oh, oh yeah they oh man they were inundated by quiet cosplays like a couple weeks after mgs5's le- uh launch uh-huh i was a happy camper <laughs> very happy camper
2: no but that's about it so as they reveal the other <laughs> as they reveal the other um collectibles will um report them and then We'll report them when they're officially released and not leak them ahead of time because we, you know, we don't do that at Geekscape. But you know, as they come out, we'll report it. And I'll probably end up buying it, even though I'll probably end up with a review copy. But I'll get two because it's Ooh, worth it bread. to cover my. It's worth it to cover <laughs> my PlayStation in uh, in waifus.
1: <laughs> I know, right? And then if it's if it's got that skin on it, and you want to do coming on PlayStations, it'll easily wipe off.
2: <laughs> hey, it'll finally give me a
1: reason to use it. <laughs> <laughs> uh Juan, you got anything you want to touch on it was interesting from this past week? Mm. We can get into games we've been playing? Yeah, let's get into the games we've been playing. Um last week me and Josh played some Smash Brothers. Uh it was streamed on twitch.tv slash geekscape TV. Uh we put about five matches because I had to go DJ. Um it was fun.
2: Yeah, it was fun. It was fun.
1: Um I wish we got the audio of me having a fucking conniption fit. <laughs> Like we <laughs> we were playing. I was playing as Little Mac, and uh, who are you playing as? Me too. I think so. And like I was talking about, like, oh, I like I like characters like this that can get me from one side of the map to the other in like one move. Like I just like moving around quickly. And I proceeded to do like his side B, like giant leaping punch off the arena and right kill myself. The smash ball. Oh no! Then I got the smash ball and did it again and killed myself while I was just screaming, screaming. <laughs> So that was yeah, fantastic. Not, I I'm saved that very... replay.
2: That'll go up on the Geeks Gave YouTube sometime soon.
1: God, and just 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 imagine me screaming. Just obscenities. Um it was fun. I haven't played anything else. I've been trudging away more at Call of Duty. Um just I, I it's a roller coaster of like acceptance for me. Like I'm liking it, then I don't like it, then I like it. I haven't even touched the multiplayer yet. I want to get like the single player experience done um before I write up my review. But and the
2: Destiny review too. We need that. It's you, you, no, we, you got, you got the review copy for Destiny. Yeah, but then you said you were going to review it because you knew more about it. Communication.
0: Shit. <laughs> Shit. Um.
1: Here's my review. It's fun.
0: <laughs>
1: what have you guys been playing this
0: week? Uh, I've been playing Animal Crossing's uh, Amiibo Festival. Nice. And uh, it's you know what? I'm really I like this game more than. Um, it takes the Amiibo board from Mario Party 10, but just makes it better. So to me, it's like, it, it just exceeds Mario Party 10 uh, just downright. Uh, so essentially you take the, any of the Animal Crossing Amiibo and you can customize the board. You can, for now you have those Animal Crossing uh, Amiibo cards that you can tap and you can have those villagers uh, populate the, bo- the game board. And they'll uh, be part of some of the little, Uh, events that happen when you land on certain spaces you don't have to do any mini games so this is the perfect game that you can have your parents your grandparents your younger siblings even people who hate video games altogether they'll sit down and play this i played this with my mother-in-law yesterday and and it took and one of the things that she hates about video games is like the controllers and all the rules and all the functions of the buttons here is just here just tap this figure on the gamepad and she got really into it and we all had a good time, so uh, I can't. I would stay away from it if you're looking to play something with your friends. That you know, if you're really competitive, but it's the perfect game just to get everyone to play. It's kind of like um, I don't know. It, it just reminds me of those board games you had as a kid. You know, like Sorry or Trouble. Like yeah, you, like they're simple to understand, but you get super competitive, and anybody can play it. Um, it's it's you know, you get two Amiibos, the full game. I think it's like sixty bucks. But you might find it cheaper this time uh, during the holiday sale. So uh, that's my main game. I've been visiting Animal Crossing. I went and visited after like a year of neglect. So uh, it, it was not a pretty picture. I played more of the Star Wars Battlefront, um, got more into Fallout 4, which I'm starting to get annoyed by because I don't know. Are you playing it, Josh? I have it, and it's oh. <laughs> friendly tucked away, in it's plastic. uh I- and please, if anybody else is playing this too, and if if I, tell me if I'm alone in this or not, I'm not even playing the story because I'm too busy trying to build my community. Like building for like people are complaining. I feel like I'm a super. Like I'm doing a mission. I check my map on my pit boy. It says, "Oh, there's problems at your base. You might want to go back." So I fast travel back to you know my little place, and I have some settlers that have come in and. They're like, hey, we're sleeping in our shirts. We need beds. I'm like, oh, fuck. All right, cool. So now I have to build beds. But, oh, I don't have enough you know, material to build beds. So now I have to scavenge the land. And you know, it's like, all right, uh, do I have enough cloth here? All right, yeah, all right. Now I have to go travel. No, I can't save your your daughter. I got to go make beds. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I travel to this back of beds and make beds. Oh, but now we need water. And now we need vegetables. I'm like, man. So I'm like, so now all this stuff is going around in this post-apocalyptic world, but I got to find carrots. You know? <laughs> so, and and then, oh, well, I have to build my perks up. So I was like, I have to, I have to prepare to play the game and there'll be times where I'm playing and it's like 50 minutes in and I haven't killed one enemy yet because I'm just dealing with all this stuff in my town. So, and then I get all this junk. And it's just it's just a lot of stuff, so I I even forget that I even have a baby at this point, because <laughs> you know how that's like I, I no spoiler, but that's like the it's well known like you have to you know find sex th- to Sean yeah five yeah so you have to Sean, but now I'm like oh yeah I have a kid ah eh, I got carrots <laughs> fuck kids I got carrots. yeah that, that's 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 what my week is Yeah, fuck kids I got carrots
2: uh what about you Josh. Um, well, I haven't really been playing anything new, so I won't go in depth about it since I did last week. But just been playing more Xenoblade Chronicles X. Uh, unlocked a lot of that. a lot of the um, side oh, missions. Thing so.
1: They they took out the boob slider in the Western release of the game.
2: Yeah, so like when you create a female character, you can't adjust how big her boobs are.
1: <laughs> so yeah, uh, that's it. <laughs> um, but I am going to be
2: streaming the game tomorrow at twelve Pacific. Woo! So if anyone wants to jump on. Ask questions.
1: So that means I have to put the show up tonight.
2: Uh not necessarily. It wouldn't be the first time you put up a show where we're talking about something <laughs> that already happened.
1: No, I'll do it tonight because uh Yeah.
2: No, but yeah, so that stream <laughs> that stream will be up. Um check it out.
1: Twitch.tv slash geekscape TV.
2: Uh yes, uh, twitch.com slash geekscape TV. And yeah, come hang out with us, watch us play and ask us any questions you have about the game. We'll try our best to answer them. And no, there's not a boob
1: slider. Uh did you figure out how to get uh like <clears throat> like commentary and Skype to go through the Elgato?
2: Um, not through Skype, but I mean there's a commentary button on the Elgato that oh, okay. will record the audio, but it'll just record it on my side if it if there's more than one of us.
1: Okay. So it'll just broadcast your, your audio then? Right. Okay. Well that's good. That's all that matters. And my and my cat's um, all right, last week we asked you guys um the new Tomb Raider movie was announced. Who would you want to see as the new Laura Croft? Uh Aubriana B um ironically said Angelina Jolie. Hmm. <laughs> and then Thomas B also replied says, Beat me to it. Um, she's the only real Tomb Raider. Um, Logan H. Um Logan H said Laura Bush. Uh <laughs> Jessica L said Amelia Clark. Adam W said Melissa McCarthy and posted a picture of her holding a gun, (laughs) riding a Vespa. (laughs) Uh, William E said Jennifer Lawrence. Scott R said Mila Jovovich. Uh, Angelina Cook or Angelina C. Whoop, fuck. Angelina C said Lauren Cohen. Uh, Jeff B seconds Lauren Cohen. Uh, Then Benjamin M nominates my friend Cameron C. Hmm, interesting. Uh, And then uh, Lauren D said me. I want to be the next Larkov. Uh, And then uh, Amy W. said, Michelle Rodriguez. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Um, I still hold by uh, Mila Kunis for me, just because, I don't know, I like Mila Kunis. She's cute. I don't want to see her in those short shorts. I like butts, okay? Don't judge me. (laughs) Um, This week, um, in honor of Black Friday, uh, we're asking you, what gaming Black Friday deals did you secure, if any or any at all? Um or uh, if there's anything going on from Cyber Monday, um what did you guys snag on this glorious African American Friday? The uh, uh,
0: the
2: oh sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say picked up Dishonored Definitive Edition for twelve bucks. Never played Dishonored, and I heard it was great, except it's apparently sexist according to some people. But um have that and then Diablo Diablo three on PlayStation Four.
1: Oh shit, really?
2: For twenty bucks, yeah. Oh well, hell yeah. Gamers oh, Club at sixteen dollars.
1: We got to not play that together. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I do want to. I do want to say that Diablo three on PS four is better than the PC version. But no, so you were
2: much talking fun. about that before on the show, which is part of the reason why I wanted to
1: get it. Yeah, it is. It is so much more fun um, with a controller uh, than the PC.
2: And um, and yeah, and with the gamers club, if you have that membership, it's only sixteen bucks, and I think that's through till tomorrow.
1: <laughs>
2: and then. Uh, <laughs>
1: I just opened my copy and I looked, um, on the disc. It says disc one of one Huh. Good
2: to know <laughs> just in case you're wondering if there is any more discs in there. <laughs> yeah, but, um, thanks, Blizzard. And then I might, I haven't decided yet, but I might end up picking up, uh, WWE 2K16. Like Juan was saying that he already did. Oh, and I, it's not game related, but I picked up gone girl for five bucks. Hmm. That movie's kind and of, I, lo-
1: I love that movie.
0: Um,
1: Juan, do you snag any, de- uh, sick deals?
0: Uh, just the WWE 2K16 because um I wasn't gonna pick it up, but then I thought you know what I could finally make a geek state a geek stable. Oh yes, we could put uh you know a tag team you and Derek since you guys are the most northern uh located the uh, geekscapists you guys would be like a tag team the uh, the U.S. Canada connection something we could do something like that then uh Josh obviously Ace would bros. be our D- our ha Div- divas champion. <laughs> we have to like uh and then we would have a super action man we could put him in there yes no and uh chucho Chucho. Chucho.
1: super action man tag team
0: oh there we go no we could totally make this happen (laughs) we can make our own custom this is the thing that's old we can make our own custom championship belts and name them really yes you could design it any way you want strap the colors the plate shapes every the metal everything and looks like i'm gonna have to pick this game up and not play it with you guys but uh yeah i think you know what i have to get this game just for the just for the thing and also my wife is a big wwe fan so she just wants the, the opportunity to gonna knock pick roman reigns all the time she's uh, pretty much no she's gonna make herself in the game and and just team up with roman reigns and beat up even marie oh <laughs> because she cannot stand her at all
2: <laughs> oh for some reason i thought you're gonna say live sex celebration
0: maybe that too (laughs) that's part of the dlc pack the season pass (laughs) um i
1: snagged um every year on black friday mega 64 um typically launches new products and has black friday deals so the first thing i snagged was the mega 64 um they released a new blu-ray uh which is like um the last year uh worth of content and like unreleased content so they released a new blu-ray um uh, Mega64 paid DLC expansion pack exclusive early access on-disc unlockables. That is the full title of their new Blu-ray. So they released a uh, um, a bundle that came with uh, the Blu-ray, a poster of the art, and a t-shirt, and then the logo for um, this Blu-ray is really cool. Uh, I snagged some other shirts and another poster and their hoodie from them. And my, my MLG pro tip, um, all y'all Fools that end up on World Star Hip Hop and Live Leak fighting over toasters and vacuums. Here's 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 a pro tip. Um, Black Friday starts at eight p.m. on Thursdays now, um, and it just ends up in fights. People fighting over BS. I came home after cooking Thanksgiving at a friend's house, slept till about two, woke up, listened to some Gucci Mane, uh, uh, put on some some combat boots, and went to Target. Got to Target at four thirty in the morning. Had the store to myself. All the TVs that, that they were advertised were there. All the vacuum cleaners were there. All the sick deals were there. I wandered in, moseyed around some discount game you know, game sales. I got Splatoon. I got Mario Maker. got Fallout 4. And um, because Splatoon and Mario Maker were part of their Black Friday deals, I got $30 in gift cards. I then was like, hmm, $30 in gift cards. Time to hit the My Little Pony aisle. And I bought the... Um, uh, at Comic-Con at the Hasbro booth, I saw a bundle for um, the uh, the Power Ponies. There was an episode where they get sucked into a comic book and um, become like the Justice League equivalent of My Little Ponies. And Hasbro was advertising that Target-exclusive bundle at their booth. I wandered through, saw it. I'm like, might as well just use my $30 in gift cards I got. Bing, bang, boom, just like Columbine. I was in and out oh in 15 God. minutes. <laughs> I was out in 15 minutes. Have Came there been home.
2: enough have there been enough school shootings in between then and now to make Columbine funny? <laughs> <laughs> it's like in, in like 10 years it'll be like Sandy Hook bing bang boom.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> bing bang boom, just like Sandy Hook. Oh, okay. Um <laughs> that's 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 Josh at geekscape.net. Not one. Not one. <laughs> <laughs> not
0: one.
1: <laughs> but yeah, that was uh that was um that was my deals. And um Mega 64 is gonna have some Cyber Monday stuff. Uh, and Steam sales are going all weekend. Um I, uh, oh fuck. I did last, last week. I remember I was playing counter-strike and I just, just had a big closing. So I had a lot of extra money to burn and I was drunk and I had a bunch of weapon cases in counter-strike global offensive and I spent $25 on keys and I got like 60 cents worth of skins out of the cases. So, oh wow. Yeah. Um, some people say, um, they have gambling problems. I have case opening problems. Um, but that was it. That was level 55. Uh let us know what uh your sick deals were over the course of this Thanksgiving Day weekend. Um uh, oh, around the site. Around the site. Uh I fucked up. Um <laughs> my around the site this week was um Jim Carrey's new movie, uh True Crimes just had some set photos released. Uh they look really cool. I like um uh, how he's looking in the film. Big beard, very skinny and gaunt. That looks really uh Really interesting, and and I have to always say the Super Mario Maker course of the week. Now that I have Mario Maker, I get to you know experience uh, what we're writing every week. Uh, what do you guys got for on
2: the site? And on that subject, I did want to mention that I was going to start planning on doing it every Friday night, but since I feel like crap today, I won't do it tonight. But I'm going to start streaming the um, Mario course of the week as well. Brilliant. So um, once Adam. determines which one he's picking, and he posts that on the site later that evening. We're going to go ahead and play it so that everyone can check it out.
0: And I still um, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. No, I just got my computer back after over two weeks of having a lot of... It just wasn't on point. So now that I have the ability to write again, I still have my review of the film uh, that had the guy go search for every single Nintendo game. So, I have that ready to go. So, we'll see that. But, um, I really, uh, wanted to see, like, the, the Derek's article about the, it's not gaming related, but Doctor Strange uh, is already in production right now. Mm-hmm. And it has, like, the uh, the whole list of everybody who's in it. And for the stops oh. of the movie. So, yeah, that's, uh, my pick. I'm really excited for that movie. Uh, Doctor uh, Strange uh, is a badass dude. He's, yeah. He, he, I've, I love him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and that then,
2: was a little, oh, oh. Oh, sorry, I didn't no. get my around to say God.
1: Oh, fuck.
2: <laughs> no, mine would be uh, our review of Yokai Watch that went up earlier this week. So, if anyone's curious about the, i got gonna
1: read that. I'll read that tonight.
2: Yeah, because you know everyone is throwing around the idea that it's the Pokemon killer or that it's the next Pokemon. So, if anyone is curious about that, Natalie put up a well written piece explaining her, um, you know, explaining her experience with the game. So, go ahead and check that out.
1: Oh, I want to ask you: Do you think um, uh, your opinion? Purely your opinion, not like you know, interpreting hers at all. Do you think it's a Pokemon killer, and if not, do you think it's because it's a game that skews more towards an older audience?
2: I think it's not, and but it has nothing to do with how it's skewed, and more with the game mechanics, because the yokai—it's a real pain in the ass to catch them in this game. Where it's like in Pokemon, you buy a Pokeball. You know, you buy Pokeballs, you weaken them, you throw them, and then that's it. This one, like at the beginning of a fight, you can choose to give one of the Yokai food, which will make him like you more, but then you just kill them, and then it's completely RNG, like randomly um, determined after you kill them whether or not they'll be like, oh, they decided to follow you. Do you want them to join you? And especially with the rare ones that don't pop up very often at all, to add to the fact that... When, if you do find them, you have to just hope that they join you, and it's mostly out of your hands whether or not you can recruit them, Is mm. are gonna especially since it's targeted towards kids. And that's going to be a huge um, barrier, I feel, whereas if a kid just wanted to catch like an Eevee or whatever in Pokemon X, they would just go into the grass and find it and fight it enough times until they're able to catch it in the Pokeball, not in this case where you just have to hope you find it, and then after you find it, hope again that it joins you.
1: Hmm. All right. Um, so yeah, again, for the third time, this was level fifty five of Geekscape Games podcast. You can find us all at geekscape.net. You can find me you can find us on Twitter at Geekscape Games. Um, Derek's on here, so we don't have that um, the winner for our, our Borderlands um, giveaway. So if you want to copy a Steam code for Tales from the Borderlands to give away, or not to give away, to earn in the giveaway, uh, tweet us at Geekscape Games and say I want Tales from the Borderlands. You can find me on Twitter. At Shane O'Hare, um, I'm on all gaming platforms as SSJakin, and, um, and I'm firing up the Wii U now. So add me on um, the Wii U.
2: Yeah, and, and then I'm at Inu Joshua on every game platform, um, as well as on Twitch. In addition to our regular Geeks Geek TV channel,
0: and I'm at uh, the King of Mars on Twitter, and I have my uh, console information on my Twitter profile.
1: Ooh! Oh! Whoa! Fancy! Fancy. Didn't realize we were recording with a one percenter. <laughs> so, um, thanks for joining us, guys, and we'll see you back here next week. Bye, bye everybody. everybody. Have a sexy, bye.